Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show. Hey, hi Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 388, the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. The ultimate post-game show, the place where you get everything you ever wanted. Maybe except the victory. <laughs> we're, do- we're doing it live. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is the gorgeous, gorgeous. I mean, you've been working that body, I can tell, Sandman. Uh, Sandman, how you doing, brother? Thank you again for joining. Yeah, Merry I, Christmas I'm, and all you that. Know, it's nice to have somebody notice the amount of time I've been putting into it. Yeah. Oh, God. It's hard not to <laughs> notice, my friend. Those packs have really, really filled out. All right, uh, we're going to talk about the Lions today. It was an interesting game. Um, they were in it, as, as they have been so many games. They were in it to the end. Um, Tim Boyle kind of threw that that last ball that that, that kind of put it out of reach. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the going forward and fourth down over and over and over. We'll talk about the fake punt, which uh, was, was actually pretty awesome. We'll do a little roundtable. And, of course, we'll take your calls in a few minutes here. We've got that going on and a whole lot more. Sam, man, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Here we are. It's the time to talk about the Lions. All right. It was it was tough. Um, people saying Boyle wanted the higher draft pick. We were today really, really big fans of the um, the New York Jets and the Houston Texans. And the way things stand right now, I mean, the Lions game went by so fast. Texans are up 43 to 23 over the Chargers. That's good crazy, news. Crazy. It's, it is crazy. And the Jets are over the the Jags 23 to 21. What now what, what's what's the thinking here? Why do we want the Jets over the Jags? Do you know why, Sam? Do you know why I'm thinking that? Ooh, I want you to inform me. <laughs> All right. The the thing is, is the the Jags. Don't, they're switching coaches, right? Urban Meyer isn't there. So they're no threat for the senior bowl at all. <laughs> if they do win that third game, then you have the Jets, Houston, Jacksonville, and the, the Lions threatened, but they, they still have a chance against Seattle, and we don't know what Green Bay is going to do. There's the potential the Lions get another win somewhere before the end of this year and during the game today. The Lions wind up with three wins plus that tie. All of a sudden, they're picking fifth. Or fourth, sorry. That's no good. That's no good. And, what and a crazy development. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I mean, it's not, look, I don't want to lose for the pick. I'm worried about these other teams mostly, right? Um, if Houston wins today and the Jets win today, that gives them four wins. I just don't see the Lions pulling out two more wins. Even if they won today, I don't still see them pulling out um, two more wins ahead of the, uh, uh, what's it called? Ahead of the end of the season. So uh, this really, really puts us in, in, in great spot for the senior bowl, which was actually my my number one concern. <laughs> <laughs> and the draft picks is are fine. We'll we'll be fine with the the draft picks. I'm I'm all about winning and uh, we'll go from there. Does that make sense? Does that or did I just kind of talk crazy? No, talk? I think it makes sense. You know, I I was very confident in the middle of the year that the Lions weren't gonna win any games. This team just didn't look like it had any any spark to get over the edge to take any of these teams out. And the last couple of weeks, this is a, it's a hungry team with, you know, and Tim Boyle with, with Tim Boyle and with, you know, our fifth and 17th cornerbacks uh, and safeties. And, you know, it's, it's, 
pretty darn amazing is what it is. This team, I think, Andy, is a lot better than their record. Um, and if we put the, you know, if we get our starting players on the field for this team, we're, we're I mean, we're four wins. We're now five games. No, this was a four-point game, so sorry. Uh, we're still four games where a field goal would have turned it around within three points, right? Um it's 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 this team is better than the record and i keep thinking about this especially with the rest of the nfc north this could really be the setup as we see what talent we have as we see free agency coming with a little bit of money to spend as we see what uh brad holmes has done in the draft suddenly this could be the worst to first story for the nfl next year and and what actually gives me kind of boosts my thinking on that so many times as, as much as I hate the national narrative and, and their disconnection, like the fact that they, they tried to, th- they use the Wikipedia search to find, Oh, Dan Talica, that's his name. No, that was his name in, in college. Nobody's called him that since uh, <laughs> the, um, the national media is really high on this team and, and you don't get that. You don't get that, especially when they're bad. You don't get that for this team. So there's definitely a perception that's building with a lot of people that talk to a lot of people about what this team is and what it very well could become. Yeah, you know, I think 100% that this coaching staff is playing much better than their record or coaching much better than their record. You know, this is, you know, we're seeing growth. You know, Dan Campbell's had a bunch of really rough games this year. But, you know, like that's semi to be expected. It's his first time. You know, he, he's got to make a lot of choices. He's got to figure out how he wants to dole out decision-making, all that sort of stuff. It makes sense. But these last couple of weeks, I mean, I think you put talent on this team, on this coaching staff, and you're right. This is a completely different team. This, this team wins with Jared Goff at quarterback. This team wins with TJ Hawkinson on the field. This team you know, I think there's a lot of. Wait, are you talking about today? today? Okay, you're talking today? about today. Okay, because yeah, it, that's a big step for you to say this team wins with Jared Goff. I mean, <laughs> even if it's just for one game, right? I mean, you, you realize yeah. that this is a big yeah. step forward, Andy. I mean, the offense has looked better since Ben Johnson. I'm sure we'll we'll get into Ben Johnson, but oh, you know. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's 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 a wild time because I can't think of the last time where I watched the Lions have like a a solidly coached game front to back where like we didn't come out of halftime flat or we didn't do this or we didn't do that. You know, like the Caldwell era was 100% plagued by coming out flat in the second half. Just it was. And then Patricia was flat all the time. Yeah. So there's, there's something to be said that once this team gets talent and especially hungry talent, young talent that wants to win, that doesn't give a crap about the old, you know, same old lion stuff that something could be brewing here. 100%. And um, the culture, that's the other side of it. I mean, you watch that team out there. This is a two-win team out in the field with nothing to play for, right? Literally, the best thing that they could probably do is throw as many games as possible between that now and the rest of the year, right, if you think long-term for the team. But a lot of these guys aren't going to be – none of these guys gave up. They still haven't given up. Fans have given up, right? And I mean, people all over the place have given up. Although I say that, I think a lot of fans have come back since the the, the first win against Minnesota and then absolutely that win against uh, Arizona. All of a sudden, people are, are really starting to believe in this team. There's a, there's. Can you imagine this much love around the Detroit Lions when <laughs> with this record when Matt Patricia is coach? 
Or even Jim Caldwell. Even Jim Caldwell. I mean, I just don't see that happening. No, it doesn't happen. It doesn't. Riley, thank you for the super chat. Uh, We need to get better talent at the backup quarterback position for next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the things with the Rams pick, if I think of picking a quarterback. And again, I haven't done a whole lot of draft work. But and people have heard me talk about the quarterback one, quarterback two play. That's one of the things while golf is here. I think that's something that you can really do is draft someone, see what they become, let them get some play as that that quarterback two, and and develop. And then you see. I, I mean, are they potentially a quarterback one, or are they going to be your backup? But you've at least developed somebody into a position, gotten them reps, and gotten them the work that you need as you continue to build the team. But we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um, I think wide receiver is a big gap for this team, big opportunity to pick up some some talent for the Lions. Yeah, you know, and, and people will kind of point to the last couple of games where Amani has – Amani, <laughs> uh, St. Brown has uh, – Amon Ra uh, has, you know, emerged, and Josh Reynolds has kind of picked it up. Uh, but this team, yeah, we still need talent at the wide receiver position. We have two guys, two guys that look okay, but – you need more than that in this league. You can't just get away with, you know, people need to remember that Josh Reynolds isn't the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Right. He's the exactly. number two, number three guy, and he's playing the role of number one on this team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Amon Ra is a rookie, so we'll see what happens with him. And, you know, all of everything that he's done has been fantastic and can't complain at all about anything that's been happening there. But yeah, we just, you know, we're still devoid of talent at weird spots that for some reason this team has been able to overcome, but, I would love to see this team at full strength doing its thing when, you know, when it matters, when wins actually, we, when we want wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me- meaningful games in January. Forget about yes. December. We want them in January. Um, I think say Brown is, is, has, <laughs> oh, I, I have to pull this up because it was tweeted earlier today and it was, it was an absolutely wonderful stat. Um, uh, the list of the Lions with at least cat- eight catches in four or more consecutive games. Uh, Calvin Johnson in 2012. Amon Ross St. Brown in 2021. And that's it. That's the list. <laughs> eight catches in four or more games. Two guys, Calvin and Amon Ra. Uh, that was Chris Burke that, that tweeted that. Um, that's a crazy stat considering how many targets I, I remember Golden Tate getting exactly, back in the day. Exactly. That's, that's what, When I read that to my wife, she says, what about Golden Tate? Exactly. <laughs> Same thing. I said a bunch of sevens, you know. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but it's, it's it's great. I so Amon Ra is great. Don't get me wrong. I think I and this is just just me. You, you guys can can crap on me if you want. I see Amon Ra even as great as he is. He's a slot receiver and and, and a great number three, right? On a on a on a on a powerhouse NFL offense. I look at Josh. I see him as a number three as well. So I like having both of them. I just want a number one and number two. Right, because I think that kind of mix right there is your four wide receivers really, really does well, and then Hawkinson, right? Because you get a little bit similar kind of. I don't want to. I don't want to. With a, with a tight end and a slot receiver, it's a little bit similar, right? I mean, they have different skill sets, but they're, they 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 get passes generally in the same part of the field. Generally, I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grossly over generalizing here, but. You definitely need the wide receiver one. And that's what, I mean, Josh Reynolds has, has shown us when you get a guy that can go deep convincingly and it can run deeper routes convincingly, you can stretch the defense a little more. And then that opens up guys like Amon Ra. Amon Ra, I mean, and then it's hard to tell and is when we talk to um, 
our, our, uh, and our, our AI, AI guy who did all that work with the NBA and was talking about with the NFL, it's really, really hard in the NFL because you don't have enough data. And what do we have? We hit, we changed variables, three variables at the same time. We had a Josh Reynolds. We put um, Aylin kind of in a different role. Dan Campbell started calling plays, right? All these things kind of changed at the same time. Yep. And now this is the result of it. Result is good, but I don't know that you can point at any one of those things. I think it, it definitely is a combination of, of all of those. And I think it's also part of the growth that we've seen in uh, Dan Campbell as a play caller from the first game after the bye week until even all the way through today. That that fourth down play was spectacular. I loved the the, the, the punt fake. Uh, Jack Fox now has the most passing <laughs> yards for a punter since 1980. Love that. Awesome stat. Awesome stat. <laughs> That's one to hang on the wall. And let's be let's to be fair, I it did feel good and I was very very happy for Tim Boyle, his first NFL touchdown pass. That was that was really good to see. And and then the 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 two handed pump over his head, the relief kind of like, yeah, like when it happened. I felt good. I felt good for the guy. I honestly did. I yeah. really felt good for him to be able to do that. That's a that's a hell of an accomplishment in your lifetime. It really is, you know, and I think this offense has so much room to grow. Like it it's it's amazing looking at the talent level that we have on this offense and what they've been able to do, even with Tim Boyle today, you know, the Falcons aren't a fantastic team by any stretch, but they're not a bad team and, you know, able to run the ball that we've been able to, or the way we've been able to run the ball, you know, with fourth, fifth running backs, you know, Jamal Williams came back today and he looked good, you know, like the O-line just is doing its job. You know, we're still on our, you know, backup center and, um, it's kind of been amazing to watch. Yeah. So uh, uh, this draft is going to be important. We're, I, I feel like this next upcoming draft, and I'm sure we'll get into it more you know, in the next coming months or whatever, but it's going to be the turning point draft or it's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think we're going to look at this draft and say, this is when they got the rest of their foundation in place and then kind of set things up for the future to do whatever they're going to do. Or... You know, do they bumble it? Who yeah. knows? Oof. The draft is hard. The draft, if the draft was easy, you know, oh, we wouldn't every, talk about everybody it. Everybody would win, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, Ash is, he's, he's got a great saying and I love it. In a, in a rebuild, you, you'll know after two years whether it's working or not. And this draft and what happens next year, this time next year, we're absolutely going to be 100% know if this rebuild is working. Doesn't mean we're going to be, you know, running, making a playoff run or making a run at the Super Bowl, but we're going to know if it's working or not. And um, just if I, I think about where we were, I mean, Daryl Bevel was coaching last year right now. You, I mean, we were talking every week, Sam, man, about how you're, you were touched in your fandom and 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 how how much it had changed your, your very being, your soul. And I I still feel it. I still feel it when we talk about some of this stuff, how, how deeply you were affected by that, that Patricia regime and, and what they did a year later though, it's a completely different feeling. It's a completely different Detroit lions team and it's a completely different outlook. This next year is really, really going to kind of dictate, especially even for, especially for me, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say I don't have it, but I don't know that I have another rebuild, another shot with another coaching staff at this in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I, I don't know if I do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
we're we're at the point now where it's just too hard to the last couple of years were so bad. They were so bad. It took so much out of us. You know, and this finally we we we're we're starting to see, you know, we're starting to come out of the muck, starting to come out of the forest a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now oh, the light the light is starting to be seen and we have to kind of hope and pray that it's not a mirage. <laughs> <laughs> 14 12 seconds left. First and 10 at the New York Jets one. It was fourth and one at the one. Must have been a penalty. Uh, 12 seconds left in the Jags versus the Jets. The Jets are up 26-21. The, the Jags have it at the Jets one-yard line. Oh, oh no, the Jets have it. They stopped them. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I, I just watched it, and it's unbelievable. So Lawrence almost throws an interception. Marvin Jones catches it at the one, like through another dude's hands. And they choose to spike it with 13 seconds left on third down instead of trying to run any play. Oh, just like run some random routes, do some schoolyard stuff. You, you're oh. real wild. I, I like can't believe, you know, and that's fourth some, and uh, one failed. Oh, second and eight at the three. It's over. The Jets win. <laughs> ah, we did it, buddy. <laughs> <sighs> that is so good. That is so good. Oh, my God. The Jets won. The Texans won. It's huge for us. That puts them at four wins. That means we we play the the, the Packers and the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks away. It's going to be real hard for us not to coach the senior world. Now, the Jets and the, uh, the Texans have tough games to close out the season. I mean, I don't yes. know that they really have a shot for the rest of the year. Uh, the no, t- I don't believe that they do. They're at the 49ers, and then they have the Titans at home. That's the Texans. And then if I think, look at the Jets here, they are they have the Buccaneers at home and then at the Bills. So I don't think either one of them are getting a win out of their next couple games. We've got, we've got a one-game cushion here. So we can beat Green Bay or we can beat uh, Seattle and be okay. The first over, and then look, here's the deal. People are, you know, we're, we're, we're drafting number two, right? That's okay. We are guaranteed just about, at this point, a and if Houston changes t- coaches, will be guaranteed. I don't know if they will or not, but um, we're about guaranteed the Senior Bowl, which is really really huge. It, right now, we're set at number two in the draft. That means we're going to get Thibodeau or Hutchinson, and it's not our choice. That's kind of I kind of like that a little better. As little, I would rather Brad Holmes have the choice, but <laughs> taking that away, it kind of shuts <laughs> down a lot of the fan narrative. We should have took, should have took, yeah, right? Yeah. It, it kind of closes that out. I kind of like that. Oh man. No. And honestly, you know, like you'll see, like even in the chat right now, you know, people are saying, Oh, well, you know, it's worse for the number one pick, but, uh, and that's true. That's true. But you have to look at what the senior bowl has been putting out as far as NFL talent, Mm -hmm. especially the last few years, we have a ton of NFL talent coming out of the senior bowl and coaching the senior bowl is a huge, huge opportunity for teams to get a look at these guys up close and in person and spend time with these guys, you know, that you really don't get when you're in a meeting room, just having a 20 minute sit down or whatever you get at the combine with these guys trying to just, you know, it's different seeing them in the, in the locker room, seeing them in the huddle. It's invaluable. Give me better second, third, fourth round picks Mm -hmm. and give me the number two guy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> all day, all day, every day. Yeah, I, I would much prefer that than getting the number one guy 
and possibly not, you know, I guess if we had the number one pick, we would still get, but you know, you run the risk of not like you were saying, yeah, you yeah. run the risk of not coaching the senior bowl. If the lions do something crazy and win one more. Yeah, absolutely. And crappy channel. I know it's, it's bad for Hutchinson. I know it's bad for getting Hutchinson. I wouldn't put Thibodeau past Jacksonville, to be honest with you. I mean, it's really a taste thing right now for them. And, um, you, you you look at what's out there, right? You look at what's going on with those teams. I'm not sure we don't get Hutchinson. I know you like him. I I know he's a, he's a, he's a good kind of local guy. Thibodeau is it's an interesting kind of uh, algebra equation because you have Thibodeau who's probably got the higher ceiling and lower floor. Hutchinson's much you know has a high ceiling, has a higher floor, a lot more of a solid kind of you know kind of guy. I've seen him kind of called a, a mix between TJ and JJ Watt. Love the idea, right? That's awesome. But I, I just can't fall in love with a guy and and have that as, as, as like the big definitive reason why we should win or lose games. To be honest with you, Jacksonville losing pretty much cements our spot picking second. They win. I don't put it. They win. I don't put it past the Lions who have won today, right? And so when I started thinking this through, they had a chance to win today. Green Bay may be in a position where they just sit. In the last day, the the last game of the season, and that's a game we may win. Seattle, who knows what's going on over there? They're they're just a a real confused kind of mess of of something. Who knows what's what's happening? But um, I wouldn't put it past the Lions to be able to pull one out there either. I mean, either one of those games with this team is so wide open as a win. I prefer, you know what? Let's just lock this in. Let's lock that cushion in, and we can make the move and do what we want to do and move on and go right. Yeah, and you know, I think people are just looking at the Seattle game and at the Green Bay game saying, oh, well, obviously those teams historically recently have been much better than the Lions, but the Seahawks haven't been that good this year. They've been up and down. They've been left and right. They're all over the place. You know, like there's been talk that this is their last year as a group, that it's going to get blown up next year. Uh, You know, I 100% wouldn't put it past the Lions to eke a win out there. Do you think the same thing? Green Bay could sit a bunch of dudes and all of a sudden, same thing. Yeah. Do you think that Wilson is valuable for whoever picks him up? Do you think he has a couple of years left in him? I think so. I don't know. It, I mean, it's going to be the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick thing that their offense has always been very weird. Mm-hmm. I think that the offense that Russell Wilson runs needs to be tailored to Russell Wilson. You're not plopping him in and letting him do his thing. You know, like the wide receivers they've been drafting and, uh, that he's been playing with are kind of okay with that backyard stuff. Not every team has players that can do that. Um, I think Russell Wilson's a good quarterback, and I think he'll he'll do well wherever he's at, but I don't know if he's ever going to get back to Super Bowl form. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be worth the money that people pay for him, if that makes that'll sense. Be, that'll be, yeah, that'll be the real question is how much money does he get paid? Yeah. Who's, who's going to break the bank? Yep. Uh, I see combat sack. Great point. And I think this is, I have to take my heart and my mind. And this is a lot of what we're doing. The heart versus the mind arguments right now. That game would have helped Boyle so much. Absolutely. It would have been so good for him. I mean, I, I was rooting for him as a, as a person. Same token. I want a better backup next year. And I don't want him to win that game and seal himself as our backup quarterback for next year. I want an upgrade at the backup position because um, obviously with COVID and injury and everything else going around, we need a guy that we can count on to win one or two games against a team, um, you know, against any team, really. We just need somebody that's uh, that's a little better than he's been out there. 
in my opinion. Yeah. Let me let me throw sure. the phone number really quick. 248-782-8384. We'll take your calls. 248-782-8384. Or if you want to use the Skype, you can hit us up at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. We'll take your calls and talk to you. You can talk about the Lions, your favorite draft pick, why we're wrong about the Jets and the Texans. But I think I think we've kind of cemented we've we've I think we, our future is kind of our path is a lot more known right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think honestly, kind of looking at everything, barring more crazy things like what the Texans did today, I think the draft order is basically set for the top five. Yeah. I yeah. think it kind of is what it is at this point. Um, you know, once again, barring anything crazy, but you know, and that's kind of a relief to be honest. It's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it actually is. It actually is. I because because now we can really start focusing, and then you know we can focus ourselves. The thing about going to Senior Bowl, and you guys, just so you know, for everyone gals too who are watching, we will have full Senior Bowl coverage again. We will be there. Uh, the whole crew, Riz. We're pretty sure Sam Ann's going to be there. Um, we got another guy who's coming out. He's going to be Bird Dog. Uh, Colin is going to be a hard scout for us, uh, getting us interviews and working with the, uh, the the team to get us the players and the co- coaches for the Lions and stuff set up. So we've got that going on for us. But we will be right there on Radio Row doing our thing and giving you all the latest and greatest information live from the Senior Bowl. Um, I've got thanks to the uh, the uh, happy holiday we just had i got another camera so i'll have something for you to hold sam and have something nice for riz to run to as well as myself <laughs> so we'll have film and all kinds of stuff for not just our shows during the week but after senior bowl as well we'll have you know a little scouting film and so on of, of different players that we can share with you and go through and put together as we look forward to the draft because there's a lot there's a lot that goes on there doesn't isn't there oh man it's it's busy you know, there's there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of people watching tape, a lot of people talking. Uh, it's it's kind of a weird time, too, because it, a lot of business gets done there. Yeah. And it's not back room business, per se. Like, you'll be walking in a restaurant and you'll just see a couple of GMs talking. You'll see media guys, you know, just chit-chatting it up. You know, just letting some of that. Uh, Bill Belichick walking go, by, you know? right? Bill Belichick walking by, or when like the last times we were there, we always sat because I knew I knew where Quinn sat. We knew, right? We, he would be a row up, and he was what eight feet away from us. Quinn and and, and oh, yeah. the whole scouting team working working their magic on the elephant. Well, I mean, we knew. I mean, you just see these people. Belichick goes walking by. You're like, holy crap! And these guys are talking and working and doing things. It's you talk about how secretive the NFL is. And then at the same time, you know, you can, out the other side of the mouth, you say how much everybody knows about everybody else. There's not a whole lot of secrets going on. <laughs> the no. senior bowl is wide open. It is awesome. It really is. It's a special time. And, you know, now that they've got a nice stadium, you know, we're not going to be sitting in the dumps anymore. Hopefully they have functioning <laughs> bathrooms. It'll be good. It'll be, it'll be an actual good time. It will be. It, I, well, I always had fun. It's just that there's the the stadium was a little wanky, wonky. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Matt, Matt, <laughs> Looking at my photo too much. <laughs> picture got me again. <laughs> Even Matt Leffler, you know. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. no, Senior Bowl is going to be great. So the one thing about that for you folks, just so you know, um, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell. I know, you know, everyone on YouTube talks about that, but we will be going live without a whole lot of notice all week during the Senior Bowl. And it will be with coaches from the team. Uh, it will be from players at the Senior Bowl. Seniors, you know, we're looking to make their way in the NFL. There'll be local experts. We have had analytics experts on. Mark Pollard from Zebra uh, Technologies. We had um, 
Mark Schofield. We had so, just so many, so many people on. It's it's usually like seven, eight, nine interviews a day, and we're just gonna, you know, when we when we land these folks, we're gonna pop and we're gonna be live, and that's gonna be that. We're just gonna be right there and going with it. So yeah, um, and even with coaches and stuff from the Lions uh, or whoever, um, you know, they they you would think that they would have it all lined up. Like, hey, he'll be there here at three. Nah, it's hey, he's gonna be here in five minutes. Yeah. Get ready. This is who you're getting. We don't even know who we're getting until five minutes ahead of time sometimes. Yep. It's just the way it is. And, uh, yeah, keep uh, keep us ready. Yeah, yeah, good times. All right. Uh, again, we'll hit the, if you want to hit some of the phones, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384, or on the Skype, all one word, Detroit Lions podcast. I think everybody's in that kind of holiday state, Sam, man. There's, oh, man. I, They're like the, the overdose of tryptophan. I don't even know <laughs> if people eat turkey, but. We had, stays. you know, I'm feeling it today too. I was, I was sitting here on my couch. I was getting a little sleepy and like, I'm not sleepy during Lions games. I'm, I'm alive. I you know, think, I wait all week for this. I think there's something about the Arizona win that I don't want to say it's not complacency. <laughs> I think I missed a call. Damn it. <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's satisfaction. Like there's like, a, okay, <sighs> we're there. I'm good. I'm not mad. I'm not happy. I'm I'm just I'm fine. I'm level now. I see a path forward. I have belief that we're gonna see the good stuff coming. And we're just kind of putting in the time now to get to the end of the year. As fans, I think that's what's happened. What's what's so interesting is the players aren't. And we don't expect that from the players. We don't expect them to kind of just put in the time. And a lot of fans want them to, right? I get it. I get you want the number one overall pick. I get, you know, we want it, we want to have them in the the senior bowl and all that. But we also, I kind of like the idea these guys aren't giving up. To see that Dan Campbell has instilled this kind of fight all the way yep. to the end. I mean, with Patricia, they were giving up in at the end of October. Yeah, I mean, we had guys giving up game three. Yeah. You know, and, and we kind of saw some, some players starting that this year. You know, we saw Jamie Collins not trying. And it was, it was so funny at the time to me because so many people saw it mid-game yep. like that's not as fast as jamie collins can run yep. what's he doing that's weird and then the next day he's gone and all the yelling at anzalone saying about that yeah uh, anzalone what the hell he stinks collins is gone hey wait a minute <laughs> anzalone isn't so bad all of a sudden before he gets injured he's a fan favorite he's out there just just killing it it was great yeah i mean you know crappy chanel in the chat saying team gave up Gave up game one with Patricia's regime. Yeah. That was, yeah, that, that game was the worst. Jets, the Jets game. game. Yeah. The day that will live in infamy. I wasn't alive for, you know, D Day. <laughs> yeah, you were. You saw they were <laughs> chanting Jets on the sideline of the Ford Field. Oh my God. Uh, dude, I am telling you, it, 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 <laughs> It destroyed me inside. It really did. And that's where, that's where like I can 100% get with the touched me in my fandom thing seeing those fans push down that's why again like i said at the minnesota game this was a, a direct pushback against what we saw in that jets game when they were doing the jets chant so loud it was like they were at home at ford field and and i was just so deflated so hurt and then this Minnesota game this year, we saw them going down there to try to do the skull down there. <laughs> and, and, and Goff took it away from him. I was so happy. Uh, you, you, told, you told the Minnesota fans around us how, how you felt. You yeah. let them know. I wasn't mean, was I? I, was, I was, no, okay, okay. no. I just like earshot, you know. Yeah. Just, just a earshot. 
I, I'll just share really quick my this was what I had for for the meal on the big day. Oh Ooh, yeah. Gotta give my wife a ton of credit. It was delicious. No trip to fan. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was delicious. All right. Two four eight seven eight two eight three four. Two four eight seven eight two eight three four. Um Jack Fox, is he our backup, our, our, our third backup as quarterback next year? Is he, is know, he the I, new, I um, uh, don't want to say Landry, that's not the word, the curse. Oh, <laughs> now you've said Landry, now it's over. Yeah. You, you shut my brain down. <laughs> oh, shut You shut my brain down. I, I actually have to look it up. <laughs> Bobby Lane. Lane, thank you. Lane. Yeah. Bobby Lane. Oh God, he was a kicker, a runner. He threw the ball. He was a superstar. Are we going back to those days? Is you know, Jack you? Fox is going to be our Babe Ruth. You know, striking him out, hitting him deep. He's our guy. Yeah, I like man it. of a thousand talents. They need to lock him up. He needs to be the first fifteen-year contract in the NFL. Him not being selected for the Pro Bowl was an absolute snub. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's always, you know, punters are freaking weird. You know, I think I would always have an argument that he's the best punter in the league. You know, yeah, he really yeah. just is so consistent with it. Yep. Yep. But you know, when your team doesn't win, it's hard to get any pro bowlers. But that Rams game, we faked it there too, right? We've seen, I mean, before, and, and of course this one didn't count for the votes. I get it. But he did what other punters didn't do. He out punted all of them in the league and if not he was number one or number two but that arm and that smile damn that smile <laughs> that smile <laughs> jack foxy oh yeah <laughs> that was I, I that was a big snub i thought jack fox um craig reynolds i i don't like the name netflix that's not sticky enough for me I, no i don't like it either it bothers me be something better there's got to be something better than netflix for him all right, let's uh, let's take a caller here. See what we got going on. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, Chris, this is Kurt from Dallas. Calling you. How you doing? I am hey. doing all right. Can you hear him, uh, Salmon? Oh yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, anyway, what do you, what do y'all think about uh, Jalen Reeves Maven today this season so far? You know, I, I I've been tweeting about it. Uh, not him in particular, but just the lines are in an interesting position because we're able to see guys that probably wouldn't see as much playing time playing because of how many injuries and COVID things we've had. And I think Reeves Maben is one of those guys that since he's been in the league has never practiced that well, but when he gets in games and he gets enough snaps, he makes things happen. You know, he, he runs fast, he plays hard. And I think, you know, him getting a bulk of snaps towards the end of this year, same with Derek Barnes, I think is fantastic. I think we're starting to finally see what he has outside of special teams. And he's been fantastic in special teams. But, you know, today that fumble was like perfect. He reached in there just right, knocked that ball out, you know, and he's running around and he's in his gaps. He's in his lanes. He's where he's supposed to be. And in a defense like this, you really can't ask for much more than that. And uh, I've been excited. I've been excited to see him and, you know, Barnes kind of develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I th- I'm, I'm, I'm in exactly the, the kind of same place. Um, it's, 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 
I, I have nothing to add. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you took it all away, Sam. And you took it all away. <laughs> I think JRM is, hey, is getting the chance that he deserves. And the speed is something that we missed at linebacker for so long. And all of a sudden to see a guy who can move, who can bust through the line, who can tackle, who can sack, who can cover at some level. I love it. I love it. That's, that's, so that's what I had to add. Sorry. I found something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's two plays that stood out, especially today. I mean, just, just from today's game was when he, he shot in the backfield. I don't, I don't know if it was, uh, Patterson or the other guy, but he, he didn't make the tackle. He kind of bounced off him, but he, he stopped him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. somebody else got there. And then, of course, that's the second time this year he punched out a fumble towards the end of the game that gave us a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a full extension. Like, that's the kind of play that when when you hear people talk about you can't teach speed, there's a reason why speed is so important. And, you know, even if you're slightly out of position, but you can make make it up by just being fast and having twitchy instincts, you know, that that fumble was a full extension. He was laid out, arm fully out, punching the ball. If he was a quarter step behind, that play doesn't yeah. happen. If he's, you know, and, and there's something to be said about about that and the effort that it takes to know that you're not going to make the tackle from that spot. He's not going to tackle him from there. But he can he can reach the football, so he's going to go for it. Logan, that's, that, that's kind of the fun thing that Campbell's kind of that we, we're seeing with this Campbell team that we haven't seen with teams in the past. Logan in the chat making the point. Gosh, having a guy who can cover and run at linebacker. Can you imagine if we had someone like that when Patricia was coach? I was around. Uh, snorted. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. I hate to all right, all right. My next thing I was going to ask y'all is what. I mean, what if Green Bay does take half their dudes out and we actually win in Seattle and then we, you know, go on to beat Green Bay and we lose out on the top two edge rushers? What what do y'all think we should go after then? So if we, if Chicago doesn't win, the Jets don't win, and Houston doesn't win, and we win those two games, we wind up picking sixth. And that gets, oh, yeah, that gets really, really yeah. ugly. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, I'm a huge proponent of getting early picks. With this draft class having no quarterbacks that I'm super interested in as of yet, I mean, the wins are just as important, in my opinion. The guys that are going to be here next year, those wins when you're playing fourth and fifth string guys matter. Yeah. You know, I, I do think that that being said, I think, uh, is it the Notre Dame safety? Um, you know, we still need a safety so bad. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember him off the top of, yeah. off of my head, but you know, like, and I feel like we've been saying this for like four years in a row, but the lions are in a position where they can take best player available outside of offensive line. And I'd be okay with it in quarterback. Let's not in do quarterback. That. Let's not quarterback, that offensive line and running back. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're fine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we take I a think wide a lot of the folks have the, uh, that safety as a top-rated actual, you know, player, even though it's not the correct position to, yeah. be, you know, draft that high. I'm looking at a couple of uh, Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I'm looking at a yeah. couple of uh, mock drafts up here, and, and I just pulled them up just to see, you know, what, what the, you know, whatever you want to call them, we're thinking. And he goes anywhere from 11 to 13 three overall 
Um, and they have the Lions. If the Lions pick at five, they have the Lions. To, one one drafter has the Lions taking him at five. So it'll be interesting. Like, like you know, we, we do our thing. Hutchinson seems to be a, um, the overall consensus number one pick. Just just so you know, Hamilton is is definitely 11 or higher, and most people have him inside the top six. Um, and just in this one set of mocks, just so you know. Um, we definitely need a safety. <laughs> we definitely need a safety. We need a defensive end. We need, I mean, I'm looking through this. Cornerbacks, boy, cornerbacks a tough position, Sam and. Ooh. You know, I, I almost yeah. want to add cornerback to <laughs> to my list. I just, I hate taking cornerbacks that early. A, a lot of people will remember, and I'm, I'm not hating on Jeff Okuda as a player or as a person. I just, I did not like that pick at the time. I don't like taking cornerbacks number two unless it's Deion Sanders or um, Jalen, you know, um, the Rams guy that I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Jalen Reeves Maven is yeah. stuck in my head and it's, it's not uh, him. Uh, oh, the, uh... <laughs> either way, either way. Uh, yeah, it just freaks me out, you know, especially with, you know, with how, how we've been watching our defense be ran with guys that aren't athletic freaks that are still getting the job done uh, on the NFL playing field. You know, it, like Jerry Jacobs, you know, has really come on and, you know, we'll see how he comes back after his injury. Uh, Amani, same thing. You know, he, he was a fifth round draft pick and he's playing lights out for the most part this year. Yeah. I just, I would hate to spend a pick on somebody that gets targeted so little that has so little chance to, affect the game were you talking about jalen ramsey on the jalen ramsey yeah yeah i knew i i, I, I Man, we're, our names have been off today <laughs> jalen reeves maven or just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> can't even do anything oh my god all right well i'm gonna i'll let y'all go so i'll clog up the line for somebody else but i was i'll just listen on the rest of my way home and i appreciate it y'all do a great job i uh, appreciate you man thanks a lot Thank for calling much. in all right, we'll see. Later. Later. I mean, that's an interesting thought, though. What if the Lions are picking fourth, fifth, sixth? Something real nuts happens. Safety. If 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 he's, I I honestly believe that um, everything I've seen uh, about Hamilton is he he is absolutely the guy. If he's available, and we need a safety so bad, we need a safety so bad out there. Um, I, I like the experiment with Will Harris at corn at cornerback. I don't like the experiment with Will Harris at safety. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm sure, you know, Risden feels the same. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? What up, man? This Q. Q. I had nothing to drink. I had water. Lemonade <laughs> at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. How was it down Walking there? Was it, was it good? Effort. So, Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we got oh, you. Yeah. How was it down there, man? How, how was the How was the stadium? Uh, it was great. A lot of, uh, I think that's like my third time, that third game. I've been there for like a lot of concerts and stuff, but, uh, you know, valiant effort, uh, Boyle, he played well most of the game. And then he threw that six. It, it felt like he, Always. oh, sorry. You broke up there for a second. We lost you. Let me, let me, cause, cause you hear me? yeah, we got you now. Uh, Q for me looking at it, Boyle looked like he was waiting to make that mistake all game. 
and I, and, and, I, and I don't know if it was on his mind or not, right? But it was like he was playing very much the I'm not going to make the mistake. I'm not going to make the mistake. I'm not going to make the mistake. And we wound up behind a little. The clock started pushing us, and it's like, and then he made that mistake. Did that kind of seem like yeah, yeah. what it was like live? I mean, it, it just felt like he was being super cautious out there and just trying to be efficient, right, run the numbers kind of a thing. Yeah, no, I, I didn't I didn't feel like uh, it was him. I felt like that was just how they were calling the offense. Or at least from being there, it just felt like they were just giving just giving him just enough. They weren't like giving him any risky throws or anything like that. And I, I don't think we really ever got the run game going like we needed to. But I mean I thought he played well. I thought, you know, super game manager mode. And he just in the end it just I don't know, I guess he ran out of game management. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to point to the numerology of this. It's another 16 point game with the Lions involved. 16 is another, I swear, I'm going to do a look at it. 16 has shown up in more Lions games this year than in the history of the NFL. I swear to God. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But I do, the defense, Chris, the defense, I do think once we get more, I mean, like I said, we don't have talent, but once we get more talent, defense is going to be crazy because it's like we kind of held Atlanta in check. Yeah, we had nobody for Kyle Pitts. You know, he did what he did, but. I thought we played solid. Other than, only, the only other thing I saw was just like, I thought it was because of Tim Boyle were, were all the like, the false starts. Yep. Like, it was crazy. It was like five false starts. Like, oh, yeah, it was nuts. And yeah. he had a false start, which is crazy. When was the last time you saw a quarterback with a false start? That was wild. Probably gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was wrong. 16 only showed up in five times in Lions scores. This year, see now. See, it's just me thinking, overthinking it now. <laughs> you got sixteen. I mean, I'm not mad. We we could still get that number two pick. You know, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't. Of course, I wanted to win the game, but it wasn't. Uh, I mean, that wasn't a bad loss. It's okay. It's, considering that all we had missing, like we had nothing. Like all of our pro bowlers are out. Golf is out. Amani is out. Hawk is. You know, it was just we. I don't know. It was just we were just on reserve. And the way that they they coached a great game is just you know. Boyle made the ultimate mistake, but I mean, I thought we played well. Other than that, what do you think? I think I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm all in with Sam. Man, he said earlier that he's bought into this coaching staff being able to coach this team, and given better talent, he trusts that they can coach a ton of wins out of these guys. I don't. I think I paraphrase on a ton of wins, but he can. He can. He can. He. Yeah. Can, they can continue to coach more wins than the level of talent on this team. Do you agree? Uh, you know, honestly, yeah. I, I watch this game or I watch this team and it reminds me and not nothing in particular reminds me of it, but it we're winning and we're playing the way that the Patriots win and play, not in that, you know, how they do it, but in the way that they outcoach, yep. they win games, not because they have better players. They win games because their game plans are good. They win games because the players that are out on the field do what they're asked to do. We, they don't have any freelancers. They don't have guys doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And honestly, you know, like the Patriots for a long time, people are like, I don't know how they're still here. They're winning playoff games, doing all sorts of stuff. Look at their defense. It's awful. They don't have anybody. Their offensive line is garbage, but somehow they always made it work. And that's kind of how I'm starting to feel about this Lions team is that the coaching staff has just done such a good job getting these guys ready to play that, you know, we're seeing good results with fourth, fifth, sixth string guys Yeah, that, you know, and that's what the Patriots have been doing forever with cast offs or whatever. They can bring in one wild card guy and he can make the difference. 
it wouldn't shock me if the Lions, you know, started doing that. And they don't have anybody right now, talent-wise. <laughs> Literally. Literally. I, I really, really like that. Um, I really do. And, 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 and I would not want any kind of Patriot comparisons, especially after all those years of the Patriot way. What a dumb name. Um, yeah. But, man... You're right. The the coaching in, in, in New England is such a key part of them winning. And it goes it goes directly to Belichick. We've seen um Josh, whatever his knucklehead is, and yep. um <laughs> I'm not even trying on names anymore. Uh, yeah. Mix up McDaniels. Yeah. Um we've seen Maddie P. We've seen everybody except Vrabel go out and just choke, right? Just not be able to replicate what's going on there at all. We've seen the Patriots be able to do it. Now Tom Tom Brady's the one thing that was always there as well as Bill Belichick, but he's not there this year. They got Mac Jones who we were all I don't want to say laughing at, but he was not a top pick at all at quarterback for anybody. Like he was not the guy for any team. He shows up in New England, they they could they could go all the way. I mean, it, it, a lot of things have to happen, but they they could go all the way. It's 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 absolutely getting the best out of your players. And being able to coach against other coaches and scheme against other coaches and attack like against Pittsburgh. It's not attacking the weaknesses because we attacked the strengths of Pittsburgh. We attacked their run defense and, and destroyed them. Yep. And honestly, that's the thing that I always loved about the Bill Belichick Patriots was the amount of work they put in Monday through Saturday yeah. to be prepared for Sunday. Do I think Bill Belichick's the greatest Sunday coach of all time? No but he's very clearly the best Monday through Saturday coach. And I, that's how I feel about Dan Campbell. I honestly feel like they just get their guys ready. Can I, and that's a very important thing. Can you imagine it, just the six, five, you know, kind of people they think of as kind of a knucklehead or whatever, wearing the, the grand Prix helmet at the <laughs> wanting to bite kneecaps is the most cerebral coach in the NFL after Bill Belichick retires. He's the next guy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, people, you, you think of the meme of, of, of Zach Galifianakis in Hangover with the, 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 the calculations blowing by his head. That's a Dan Campbell meme right there. That's waiting. Somebody, I was, I was trying to make it actually last week, but that's, <laughs> that is a meme waiting to be, to happen because we're watching it in real time. And I think it's the calculations flowing by him with the, the, the racing helmet on, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just got two more things I had to listen. Number one, say, man, I can't let you say we don't have any talent. I think you just disrespected the sun god. Ooh. My new favorite lion. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is Golden Tate 2.0. I love it. I'm I'm all I'm all here for the sun god. And then number two, we own the Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, I'm never taking crazy. so much enjoyment on a game that had nothing to do with us like last night. Oh, man, I love it. <laughs> we broke them. <laughs> we absolutely broke them, you know? <laughs> what am I? I saw this tweet. The great, the great Matt Prater turned into, I don't know, the oh. kicker we had three weeks ago or something. It's crazy. <laughs> so somebody spiked his drink, you know? Just uh, the yeah. – I saw a tweet last week oh. about how, you know, the Lion, the Cardinals hadn't beaten the Lions in X amount of games, and the, the Cardinals hadn't beaten Jared Goff in X amount of games, and you, like, combine them into one super – you know, super defeat where arguably the best team in football loses to the worst team in football for the first time ever by double digits. First time it ever happened. Just the perfect storm against the Cardinals. Just, you know, the worst. And it's always the Lions that are on the other end of that equation, 
right? When they talk about those kind of records, it's always, and the biggest deficit ever overcome was X team against the Detroit Lions in 1976. Right. You know, it's always that stat. It's always the Lions on the downside of that. For us to be, I'm just telling you, that game was therapeutic for Lions fans. I think that really just said, okay, we can take the pressure off the top of the cooker this year. We can let it play out, and we can we can watch this offseason and the growth that's bound to happen. It's really exciting. I, and I want to go back to the, I know you got two more things, Q, so don't, don't run away on us. I, I want to hear them all. But I go back to the draft. You know, Trevor Lawrence, great pick. He's a great player. Hasn't really done anything. Made some mistakes on the field just today. Um, there's the whole where somebody lands and the fit of where they land and the ability, you know, the difference between – Picking first and fourth, we'll say overall in the in in the draft. If you trust your front office, if you believe in your front office that they can find the talent, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. It really shouldn't be that big a deal. You look at the the. Well, we'll go back to the Patriots just because they haven't picked above what fifteenth in fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> they, they seem to find just fine talent, right? Especially with their coaches. I if you trust your front office. You know, they're not going to pick up a Mitchell Trubisky instead of a, a, a Holmes, right? There are Mahomes. <laughs> I got Priest Holmes in mind. <laughs> they got the KC history going. Um, Christian Okoye. Uh, <laughs> you, you trust that you're going to get the right guy. And that's what we, I think we need to do with this front office because, you know, winning one game or, or losing a game and pushing us up or down in the draft order. If you don't trust, that's going to really kill you if you don't trust your front office. Your front office will overcome. those. Any of those players should be day one players and impact players for the rest of their career if they're picked in the top five, top ten of the NFL draft. Agreed, 100%. You know, I, I had a tweet earlier today that we really need to see a 2010 Lions jump, right, where the Lions yeah. took in Dominican Sue because 2009 was an interesting year to be a Lions fan because of how much production and playing time we saw out of our rookies, which you never see. Right. Uh, and we're seeing that this year, our like entire interior defensive line is rookies Our, you know, our starting linebacker is a rookie. Um, you know, we're playing undrafted rookies all over the place. You know, we're, we're building that foundation. And, you know, if Holmes can get this kind of, you know, obviously the production's not good enough. We've won two games, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, we're in with fully healthy. You know, I, this, the Falcons are the healthiest team in the NFL right now. And we played them tough with a, with a preseason team. <laughs> this yeah. was like, if this lineup came out in preseason game two, I'm like, yeah, this is our preseason two lineup. Like no shock. I'd say but, preseason game three, even <laughs> no, to be honest. I mean, right. Cause you didn't see game two. You're going to see golf. I think he wasn't out yeah, there. I'm still, was, yeah, I'm still thinking of old four, four preseason. Games. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> We're in the same place. We're in the same place. Just, just different world. <laughs> uh, I was, I was mentioning Christian Okoye, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> um, no, absolutely. You, you, you nailed it. Right. Cause this absolutely was the preseason team and they went out and beat an almost fully healthy team with, with, and Matt Ryan, this is the thing. MVP Matt Ryan. Yeah. He people talk about Matt Ryan, you know, and well, will he be a Hall of Famer or not? Well, that that Super Bowl against the Patriots really put a um, you know, a mark on that record. It was really going to be a tough one to overcome um as far as that Hall of Fame kind of balloting thing for him, but he took a team to the Super Bowl 
Right, and people look at him today, and and I think people have have already thrown Matt Ryan to the trash heap, but he's a pretty good quarterback still. Oh yeah, I mean he's very serviceable. They, I think they've got a good team yeah. for the most part. You know, I don't think they're gonna win a ton of games over there with you know how they're set up right now, but they're still learning as as a team. Their coaching but honestly, staff is a, is a fail. Yeah, I mean honestly, they the Lions playing the Cardinals super tough and winning crazy. What they did today, you know. All things considered, equally as crazy. When we're playing with Tim Boyle, who's some would argue is not an NFL backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, like you look at what he's accomplished in the league and outside the league, nothing. And like we were in this game, like obviously could have won. We're mm-hmm. like one bad pass away from winning this game too. Mm-hmm. And that's nuts. Crazy. All right, Q. Sorry, we went off on a jaunt there. I know you got more, bro. <laughs> I know it's good. We famous. Um, now that's pretty much all I had. I just wanted to say that the atmosphere in Atlanta is so whack. Like it's so weird. I never <laughs> seen. It's weird. It was better at the Georgia Dome. Like it's so. It's like they need. Like I don't know. The stadium is nice. Everything is nice. But like the atmosphere just sucks. Like, like the little packages like- on the screen suck. The giveaways suck. The traditions. It just sucks. Like I've been to a lot of road stadiums. It's just. I don't know. They should hire me. I can help them out a little bit. I can just fill everything from Detroit. <laughs> well, it, it, looking at it from uh, the, the TV view, it seemed like there was more red empty seats than either Lions or Falcons fans there. And there was a boatload of Lions fans there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a lot of us. But, you know, that's just that's – that's a, that's a whole different story as far as, like, why the seats are empty. Like, they – they price the, the everyday fan like out of the experience. Mm. Like it's so expensive. You know, if I'm a if I'm a single parent with two kids, like I, don't, I can't. I don't know if I have three hundred dollars to, to take them to a game to sit in the nosebleed. You know, but you can buy a hot like, dog yeah, at least if you make it. are really like the concessions <laughs> are cheap, but you got to get in the door. And then, mm. then of course, it's one of the newer stadiums where they have PFLs. So, Ooh, ouch, yep. So I, I don't really blame them because of the pricing, but. The atmosphere, they just need to do a better job with the atmosphere. But, uh, yeah, other than that, don't disrespect the sun guy. Amon Ross St. Brown, <laughs> wide receiver number one next year. Khalif Raymond, love you. You could go. <laughs> <laughs> next time I see you, Q, next time I see you, are you going to have an Amon Ra jersey going on? Man, I, mean, I got to wear my jersey because I'm never going to get traded. But <laughs> I'm like, like a. Uh, they have like an Amon Ra wristband or something. No, there you go. Get some Amon Ra socks going. <laughs> we got to we got to yeah. get a good set of jerseys. Right. I mean, we can lead it with Sandman's golf jersey, and then everything will follow from there. <laughs> there we go. Man. God. Damn you, Chris. Yeah, I'll, I'll hang up. Listen, man. Uh, talk to you guys next week. All right, Q. Be good, right, brother. Q. Thanks for calling. All right. I'm never gonna live that golf jersey down. Oh, don't ever get rid of it, man. <laughs> We can use that probably as a, you could give it away. <laughs> Raise somebody for St. Jude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Okay, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. Don't forget to give us a call. Or if you want to use Skype, you can do it. Detroit Lions Podcast on one word. We'll thank everybody for being part of that. Hey, if you're ever stressed out about being stressed out, head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. And it will cool your nerves. Great stuff for uh, pain, anxiety, or insomnia. Take care of all those things and get you running. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. If Delta 8 doesn't work in your state, don't you worry, because they've got active CBD. If you use coupon code LIONS, 
you get 55% off at checkout. Do not be fooled by local alternatives. I've heard from many of the people in Slack have tried other stuff. This stuff from Diamond is the good stuff. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, Ozark just checking in again. Oh. How are you guys doing? Brandon, hey. you know what? You're my guy. You give me all the information in the of what's going on in the other games. You get all the stats, the the post game. <laughs> I appreciate you in the chat, brother. <laughs> I, I try, man. I try. I, I, I know I don't know how many guys would be interested in the same things I am, but I know there's a few that's gotta be out there like that. So <laughs> um and I know not everybody's got NFL tickets. They're just watching whatever games in their locality, especially in Detroit, because they have no reason to buy the tickets. Right. And uh, uh, we got the, the Texans playing, and all of a sudden, they, that's got to be the shocker of the week, don't you think? Them oh, upsetting the Chargers the way they did. I'm so happy. I am so like I'm now at the point where um, I want Chicago to win. I want Minnesota to win. I want Chicago and Minnesota to save their coaches more than anything else in the world. That's what I want to see in both of those towns. <laughs> I want them to win out so bad. And, uh, yeah, Houston yeah. and the Jets today. I mean, the Jags and the Jets both did us a favor, and they were playing against each other. <laughs> oh, that's it. I tell you the truth, and, and I was watching that game towards the end because it, it lagged behind time-wise behind them the Lions. I think back the Lions game was the first one done yeah. in the early game. And uh, uh, the Rams pretty much uh, they had a two-score lead with a couple three minutes left. And they, uh, there was no way Minnesota was going to catch them. So I thought, well, uh, I'm going to turn my attention to this. And the Jags made a real game out of it, even though it looked like they, they were, it was slipping away from them. And then they had to drive the field to get a touchdown for the win. And I'll tell you what, man, Lawrence looked good. He was hitting everybody. Uh, pass, 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 pass. And then Bevel started with his stupid play calling. They had like <laughs> 45 seconds left. He called with no timeouts, and he called a run play up the middle. Wait, that was the weirdest. 15 seconds. That was, but then Lawrence somehow finds a lane and escapes and runs all the way up to the five. And unfortunately, his mentality was, well, we're out of bounds and stop the clock. He had five yards to go with one guy in front of him. Nobody else called. I just run that clown over and be done with it and then call and, and then uh, uh, spike the ball if I could, uh, uh, if, if uh, I didn't make the goal line. But that, yep. that, that to me, you know, that's a loser's mentality. Uh, he, he, I, I cannot see uh, any of the guys there on the line that would have just done that. If they were that close to the goal line, needing they knowing they had to have a touchdown, but uh, and, and no. then they stalled. Uh, it, uh, and the same old thing: run a stupid play, uh, almost get picked, and then uh, boom, busted. Uh, uh, game over. Jets win. I thought, well, you know, that's uh, that's why they're the number one draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> and and may continue to be with one of the better quarterbacks to see the league in a long time. That's I'm scared for Trevor Lawrence's career. I really am. I'm terrified mm-hmm. for it. Um, really quick, we talk about the Slack being the most intelligent chat on the internet, especially Lions related. Question from there: Who would run a wildcat in a snowstorm when the D can sell out because there's snowballs chance in hell the running back passes? Matt Nagy's dumbass. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> Good there stuff, you go. Trent. Good stuff. There you go. <laughs> it's good stuff. 
not oh, unless man. they got not unless they got snow shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a new style of cleat. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you guys, you guys probably aren't even all that upset that the Lions lost, are you? I, I just, I, I, it was Tim Boyle for crying out loud, and I, I can't believe that he actually uh, kept them in the game and then had a shot right at the very end to get the win. Uh, uh, I would have went nuts if he actually threw a winning touchdown, but uh, it just wasn't the beat. But uh, yeah, um, you know, I, wait, I feel like guys, go ahead. Oh, oh, you know, I, I can't be disappointed when the team plays this hard with the talent level they had on the field today against a fully healthy right. team. Like I just, I can't be upset about it. And you know, like. I, I, I'm at the point where if they win, I'm happy for them because that builds a winning culture. But if they lose, like it's nobody expected them to win. You know, a bunch of the analysts were saying that they were expecting the Lions to lose by 10 plus points today. Yeah. If you bet, if you bet the over under, right. you, or, sorry, if you bet the, the spread this week, you, you made money. You made money. Um, I'll tell you where I was well, and, and kind of how I'm living it out right now. I want the team to win. I absolutely want the team to win. So it's kind of like doing a multi-bet parlay, right? I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I want the Lions to win. I want Houston to win. And I want the Jets to win. That was basically my plan going in today so that we keep the spot. Everything goes well. and But I want the Lions to win. That's just kind of where my head's at, right? The Jets and Houston gave us what we wanted. Right. The Detroit Lions, they didn't. But you know what? That gives us a little bit of a cushion for the push-in next week. I keep saying, seeing Sam Man's picture. That's all I can think of. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, that gives us a little bit. So, hey, there's, there's, uh, there's room for error. Looking at the schedules for Houston and New York yeah. Jets for the rest of the year, they're not going to win another game. Right, so I would rather have that, no, that cushion no. there. The Detroit Lions, they could win either of those games. They could potentially win both. There's there's this yin and yang, this push and pull. Um, or if you watch Clockwork Orange, the little little in and out for the for the fans going on. It's uh, it, this this Lions team. They they play great teams way better than anyone expected. And and if you look at their losses, they're against games that people thought the Lions really had a shot in. You know what I mean? The the the, the Bears mm-hmm. games are, are two great examples of that. The Bengals, right? It was like, okay, the Bengals are going to win, but right. the, the Lions are looking pretty good. This could be a place where they – and then they just got slaughtered, right? But they play the Rams, who's right. obviously a powerhouse team, right, in L.A., and they played them close. They kept it close. They're playing teams close that they shouldn't, and, and they were losing early to teams that they had a chance with. So it's, anything can happen. Anything can happen with this team right now. So yeah. having that, I want them to win, but having that cushion just makes winning that much sweeter, and uh, it feels better if they do it because it doesn't hurt you. I, I, I tell you what, man, they really only got blown out three times this year. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it, it was the Bengals, uh, Philly, and then and Denver, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might say that. I don't know if you want to count the Green Bay game a blowout because they were tight, and then they just started asserting themselves, and it was in Lambeau, man. That, I, I cannot believe the break that the Packers got yesterday. Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. three penalties that were not called that would have been difference makers. Uh, but it, it, that, that, that's the usual case. But uh, just the same, you know, other than that, it, it, uh, let me see, who was I was talking to? Either you guys or maybe Eric, Eric Litt or Jeff. And I said, this team reminds me of the 49ers last year when they were so beat up. And they lost all their starters, it seems like. And the one with, with, what, four or five wins. And everybody knew they were a better team than that. But it's just the injury 
that killed them. Yeah. But is their mentality. They just kept fighting. And uh, now this year, they're they're not near as good as they were against as far as the Super Bowl team, but they can make a difference if they get in the playoffs, which looks like they might be able to. Um, so what's, what's your dream scenario in the last game? Uh, I think Chase had a really good one, and I, I, I had to echo that. I want to see us beat Green Bay and beat them out of the number one seed somehow. And I think it can be done because the Vikings got to play Green Bay next week. Uh, and I, I, do you think that you think that can actually happen? So it could. I, 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 think, I, 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 I think it could. Um, I don't think that we will, though. I, I don't think that I, I look. I want the Vikings to win. Like I said, I want them to win out. I want them absolutely to save, save uh, Zimmer's job. We've heard if they don't make the playoffs, they're gone or he's gone. So let's get him in the playoffs. Let's get him to win out. Let's get him the worst potential draft position possible, right? That's what we want for them this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. same, same thing with Chicago, right? They don't have a first-round pick, but they still have other picks. Let's ruin those as well. Go win, Chicago. Win, 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 win. If Green Bay has their backs against the wall at the uh, in Detroit, I just don't see the Lions with you know the decimated team that we have being able to beat that team. I just don't. I really don't. Now, if they have it locked up, if they have the number one seed locked up, if Green Bay does, I can <laughs> I can see them sitting and actually allowing the Detroit Lions to hurt themselves by win- winning that game. I, re- I really can. I mean, they can just say, hey, we're resting our starters, and, and they have a perfect excuse for it. Everybody will accept it. Oh, we lost the game. The byproduct of that is they're hurting a division rival. And so that mm-hmm. that becomes a very interesting whole, like, Remember the Eagles last year? Everyone said they'd forget by by draft time, but they they screwed. It was the Lions in the draft actually by obviously losing a game at the end of the season, right? Um, could, right. Do you have a race to the bottom with Green Bay and Detroit? I don't see Dan and, and company as being that way or being of that mindset and doing that. But boy, what a what a train wreck that becomes! Or not a train wreck. It's just a, another mountain to overcome, right? Another another dagger in the back from the Green Bay Packers. Right, right. Uh, so after everything's said and done, I've got two weeks left, and I'll, actually I'm hoping Seattle wins because that way, you know, maybe they go into Seattle and uh, uh, with a win behind them as far as Seattle's concerned. It might take a little, it might have a little bit uh, easier mindset about, well, it's the Lions, we can take care of this business at home. Uh, whereas instead, if they lose to Chicago, then they'll feel more oppressive well, we've got to have a good showing. Otherwise, you know, uh, their last game, I guess, is, uh, man, I can't believe it. I can't remember if it's Frisco or if it's, uh, oh, it's got to be Arizona because I think Frisco plays the Rams last week. So I'm kind of looking at that. Uh, do you think that this season, even though it won't wind up being a whole lot worse and harder than we thought, is still a positive after everything's said and done, all the young guys learning how to play, all the coaching staff finally coming together, the play calling today, to me, was pretty on spot. It's just the execution, you know, with all the guys you got on the field. Do you think it's a positive and a lot more of a positive than we've seen other teams that had that had these bad records that the Lions had, the Lions bad records? What are you guys thinking? Listen, I'll go ahead and get out of here. You guys have a great – hey, uh, Happy New Year, by the way. You too. Hey, Happy New Year. Thank you, Brandon. Be good, okay? This, this year is only a positive. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit 
that I had zero feelings about Dan Campbell when he came in. I, I was neither positive nor negative towards him. I thought his opening press conference was fun, but I, I didn't know how I felt about it. And we've watched him grow. And I think that's the most important thing to me is that we saw a coach that, number one, I don't know if he's ever come out and openly said that he's made mistakes, but we've seen the change that has implied that he's seen the mistakes that he's made and is working towards not making those mistakes again. And it's the first time in maybe ever since I've been watching football that I've actively seen an NFL coach do that. Like, oops, we, we signed this guy. It's not working out. Get him out of here. Oops. We, we, you know, we're overly aggressive. We're not going to be overly aggressive anymore. Oops. We went under aggressive. We need to find that middle ground. You know, I think, just watching the staff get their feet under them. You know, I think we were watching a lot of Bambi legs early in the season uh, with a lot of choices, a lot of play calls, a lot of decision-making that wasn't great. Clock management was bad at the beginning of the year. Honestly, I have nothing bad to say about this coaching staff the last four or five weeks. And I, and watching Jared Goff grow into this offense is also like a a benefit uh, where he was so bad. And, you know, you can still make the argument that he's not a good NFL quarterback, but he's serviceable here, which means if we have a serviceable quarterback, we can build around it, you know, only up, only up. I I feel I feel good about this overall. The fandom is slowly starting to creep back into my life, Chris. (laughs) It's it's getting pride out of, you know, uh, Matt Patricia was my Ursula. If if I'm the little mermaid, you know, Yeah, yeah. And uh and, Matt, and uh, Dan Campbell's my Prince Philip or whatever the prince's name is. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm going to, so there's, I have, a, I have a couple different thoughts on this and, and they all tie together in, in, in very much this, the same way, but they're like different points of observation, if you will. Um, if I think about the quarterbacks, if I think about all the backup quarterbacks in the league, Jared Goff is better than all of them. I think that's pretty well done. I think of the starting quarterbacks. You got Zach Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill's Ryan Tua. Um, I mean, I'm looking through Davis Mills, Teddy Bridgewater. These are all the starting quarterbacks in the beginning of the season. Jared Goff is fine. If these guys are NFL quarterbacks, right ahead of their backups, Jared Goff is obviously an NFL quarterback. You're not always going to have the best. You need a team. It's a team game, and you have to build a team around it. That's that's the way it is. Where we came from, though, as a team last year, the the the, the absolute just disgust and anger, and it was all a negative, all negative emotions associated with the Detroit Lions last year. It was for fans, for the players, for coaches that were here. Nobody that was involved with the team internally or externally felt good about the Detroit Lions. And you can't just hire somebody and flip a switch on that, right? That's something that that's a boat that turns slowly, that turns with time. I don't want to say it was similar, but there was, you know, they hired Urban Meyer in Jacksonville in hopes that he was going to turn the boat there. He didn't he didn't survive the season. Dan Campbell, one of the things I was worried about with him with the biting the kneecaps and then the helmet uh, as fun and funny as they were, kind of alluding to what you said, Sam, man, 
that's awesome. But if he loses and is miserable this season, if he becomes, and I'm just saying this way as a point of example, if he becomes another Matt Patricia, those things lose their luster really, really quickly. And he just becomes a meme, right? And that's what I was nervous about. When Dan Campbell took over the play calling duties, again, you guys know, the, the folks that have listened, the folks in the Slack for sure know, I have some insider info on that. Um, it was the right thing to do, but I was nervous. As I said, you know, in the, on the last podcast, you always need a manager for Karen to go bitch at Dan Campbell is the manager. If, if the play calling goes badly, there's nowhere else for it to go. He's where the buck stops. He's going to take the heat. Do we have an urban Meyer situation at the end of the season? Not, not that kind of stupidity, but where you're firing a first year coach to, to try to find somebody else and then starting a spin cycle of, of just horrific choices. Right. We, we were staring that down with Dan Campbell. We were staring down the history, the anger, like I said, of, of, of fans and players and everybody else. There was a general malaise and distaste and hatred and anger. There was no positive emotion surrounding this team at all ahead of Brad Holmes and uh, Dan Campbell. As you said, Dan Campbell. Great. OK, some good stuff. I just need to see something. I need to see some change. I've invested my soul my heart, my money. I work hard for every penny I, I, I earn, right? <laughs> you, I know you do. Every day you go in and you give your, you, you know, your, your AWS and you spend a lot of money then to spend it with the Lions. Why do you do that with somebody who hurts you? I mean, I mean and it, it, it's what it feels like as a fan, right? I don't over-personalize it, but that's what it feels like. Why yeah. wouldn't you just choose to do something else with your time? There's, you didn't have to be a Lions fan. You could do something else. Yeah, you know, I do. I work hard for the money. Yeah. So hard for it, honey. They better treat me right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I think about all that, right? And and that's what we were facing coming into the season. That's what the Lions team fans, everybody was facing the season. I think this was a really critical turning point for everybody involved. And they needed to execute perfectly, or you were going to have a massive cycle of of people out the door as fans. And and you were and there was a lot of people with one foot out when the season started. And then the losses came. And it was all, you know, Jared Goff stinks. Jer- oh, this is Brad Holmes's fault because we have Jared Goff. The people were starting the narrative that we traded Stafford for, for, for Goff. It, like as if like Stafford didn't say, I'm not playing in Detroit anymore. Right. So this whole thing. And it, 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 I was starting to feel a lot of that negativity and like people not believing. But the one group of people that seemed to always believe, and that's kind of your North Star, I think, when you look at this stuff, has always been the players. In the worst of the situations, in the locker room interviews, when you talk to them on the, you know, in, in, in outside of, of work or wherever, they, they had positivity. They had belief. They went with this team and they knew this team could do it. And when things were darkest, they came out and they beat the Minnesota Vikings in a game they weren't supposed to. Nobody believed it. We walked in there that day expecting to see a loss, Sandman. And we just knew this team was, 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 was cooked. And we were just hoping they could pull one out. And they won. And it was like everybody was like, it was a release. You know, I talked about the post-coital refractory period after the win, but that's (laughs) what it was. It was a release, this sudden pressure of all of this history. I think everybody at that point was really rooting for Dan and and the team. You can't not like Dan. You can't not like him, right? I mean, he's just an infectious kind of personality. You love the guy. He's the guy you want to. He's in every Hollywood movie as the the beaten down protagonist that you want to see win, right? He is the guy. Here he comes. You get the win. And it was this, this explosion of emotion, this relief. And it was like, we got the one. We got the one that we all needed. And it felt so amazing. 
and then we beat the cards and it's like whoa <laughs> wait a minute we're and, and i don't want to i'm not dogging any one of these guys okay i'm just being shorthanded in my speech so so don't anyone take this the wrong way but we threw a bunch of scrubs on the field and beat the top team at the time in the nfl at home that's something that's something you want to talk about a team that still believes in their coach and again you look at that as your true north your real guiding idea of what this team is and what where they're going and the players not giving up and still buying in and still fighting these guys you know they call them netflix whatever i kind of like this what did they say chill i like that name better chill <laughs> but yeah. comes off the comes off the bench and just destroys just destroys right you see these guys play in a way that you didn't expect you expected a beatdown. And they went out and they beat the Cardinals. And the, the NFL world is stunned. The national media is stunned. Everyone gets to go into their, their their holiday with a win. How many times are you going into Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever holiday, New Year's, and you're like, Lions, i got to watch them again. I'm going to watch them, but I'm not going to. I'll turn it off. I just need to enjoy this day. Right? You went through a holiday with the Lions beating one of the best teams in the nfl and that team took it so bad they wouldn't even tweet it until the score until christmas <laughs> there's something there there's something there i think this season a two-win season and a tie is an absolute turnaround from where they were i keep looking back to a year ago with matt patricia and the fans and just the abject it was almost hatred sam man. it was almost just bitter hate for this team and what it stood for at that time. And they re they, I mean, they revamped top to bottom, Sheila on down. And I think they're going in the right direction. I love what I see. I, I hope, like I said, I don't know if I could take another, you know, I couldn't take another Patricia regime type of thing, right? Yeah. Like I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd kind of fold up tent and, and, and move on and spend my time <laughs> in a happier place. But I, you know, I look at what these players do and I take my cues from, the entirety of the locker room, not one guy who's, you know, like not, I'm not gonna listen to Jamie Collins cause he's mad. Right. But I look at the entirety of the guys in the field, the people playing and I say, there might be something here. There, there very well could be something really good building here. And this attitude and the culture that's been so quickly in 365 days built up in this locker room around this team and changed really really to me sets the tone for what this team can become and when we start bringing in the talent you know we we cleaned out the what is it 130 million 113 million something like that in dead cap and and um and injured reserve players that aren't making we're working with a third of the salary cap this year and we've been able yep. to do this i think the ability to clean all that dead cap off start bringing in a couple players from free agency bring in some good draft picks I think that bodes really, really well. And I think this time next year, the excitement level for this team is going to be through the roof because the future that will, people will see and the potential that they see in this coaching staff and these players and the front office and everything coming together and this kind of vision playing out is such that two years ago, just remember where you were at the end of the, the Patricia regime. Just remember that. Make that your baseline for everything that happened since. And I think you're going to be a really, really happy Lions fan. I don't know if I answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> I dug it anyway. All right. All right. 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. Give us a call if you'd like. Or use the Skype thing. Detroit Lions podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions podcast. Also, just want to come in early January. We're going to have these pop up on the store. I'll see if I can get them to show up. 
these really sweet poker playing cards with the DLP kind of logo going on. They're, you can't, they're kind of washed out a little. Really, really sweet. Watch the store, DetroitLinesPodcast.com slash store. Really, really great stuff. All the shirts, the new shirts, you see it's got the logo here. It's really clean, and it's super, super soft. I got this the first sample to come out. We're going to get a couple of those available. Real high quality, soft, light, good, nice shirts. You're going to love how they feel. All that's coming to DetroitLinesPodcast.com slash store. Get your merch now. We've got stickers. We've got a sweet, sweet suitcase. We've got all kinds of great stuff put together. Head on over to TroyLensPodcast.com slash store and get it. All right, uh, Sam, man, why don't we let you give your kind of roundtable wrap? I want to look really quick because I just have to confirm this isn't the last. No, we've got one more from you. We've got one more from you in the post-game show. So let's get your second to last wrap of the game, my man. You know, we, we kind of touched base on it, you know, all gear basically, but I'm just I'm excited to see where these young guys that are getting opportunities, how well they're playing. And I think it's important to, you know, know that the Lions are just missing so much talent that there's so little expectations of them to even remotely be in these games. If if today was a 55 to 6 shellacking, I'd say, yeah, well, we're playing with all backups. Yeah. You know, across the board basically. And while we have some guys that are coming up or whatever, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's the NFL. It's hard to win with healthy guys. And when two thirds of your roster is, you know, dead uh, there, you know, there's not much you can do, but that's not what this team is. This team is scary. If I was an opposing team, I would not want to play the Detroit lions, regardless of their health, regardless of where it is. I don't know if I want to play this team. And I think that that's something that's new. I don't know if I've ever felt that way about the Lions. Maybe 2014, the defense was was hellacious, but it's new. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Brad Holmes builds this upcoming year and uh, what they can build on. Yeah, I, lo- I love how they've, they've done it together. Um, this is a year of servant leadership. We're seeing it. We'll see what happens. Um, I love... And I've been calling it Campbellytics, but oh boy, Ryan Williams tweeted this at me, and this might be a good one too. Danalytics. Mm, I like Danalytics. Danalytics, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, now I have to, uh, I'm, do I have to choose? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see what we got going on. I, I love what we have. I love exactly what you said. What we've been able to do with the level of talent that we've had, this coaching staff is to be absolutely commended. Absolutely commended, and and again, as a, this is this is me as a fan, coaching staff of the year. But <laughs> two wins, it's hard to actually win that. Yep. You know, it's going to be some Super Bowl team. But absolutely, if you really look at what coaches have done with the talent they had, this is absolutely coach of the year kind of stuff. Um, rookie coach of the year is that an honor? Do I remember that one? Is right. <laughs> that's for sure that if if it's for sure dan's if urban meyer is not going to win it then dan campbell should (laughs) this is this is really i don't this is weird as a lions fan this is weird as a lions fan to have this kind of hope and have it grounded in some kind of reality it seems like but the coaching staff can get guys that wouldn't make a team to play this well and almost beat a team like the atlanta falcons who are they seven wins now um, that, that says a lot. That's, that says a heck of a lot about what they can do. You give them, you give them the Rams players and then their scheme and their way to attack other teams. They, they run the table. 
you know, I, I say that, but he, of course everyone seems to lose once a year, but I mean, the power of this coaching staff with that kind of talent would be over 9,000. <laughs> easily, 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 easily. So there you go. That's a, that's our look at the lines. That's a post game show. We appreciate everybody. We've got two more to do. One more with Sandman, one more with Ash, and then the season's over and uh, we will start prepping for the draft. It gets to be that time. Um, I've got some vacation time going on right now, so I'm starting to dive in a little bit, but it's just a toe dip. I don't want to tip my hand, but as we head towards Senior Bowl, uh, Senior Bowl, you guys, don't miss it. Make sure you hit you know, hit the like now. You guys, you guys are short on your likes. Um, but hit the subscribe button, hit that bell. You're going to miss out because we're going live with no warning multiple times throughout Senior Bowl week. We're going to have you know line staff. We're going to have players. We're going to have um, NFL people. Um we're going we're going out to dinner one night with uh, Dan Miller, so he'll probably be on as well. Got some great people coming. We'll uh, we'll do all kinds of stuff. So a lot of stuff going on Senior Bowl week. Absolutely 100%. Make sure you do the subscribe and the bell so that you hit that and don't miss that stuff because it's going to be great content that we've been doing for years. But when the Lions are there, it's just that much more special. So with that, Sam, man, I appreciate you. God, I appreciate you so much right now. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> always, always a pleasure. <laughs> Oh, the pleasure is all mine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Um, The Slack chat, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. I'm telling you, it's it's no lie. It is the greatest place. A little bit of insight there, insider stuff going on, some other stuff, but it's a great group of people, a lot of fun. Uh, so get in there. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast is literally a dollar a month donation. will get you in and let you having fun with us there. Um, thank you, Brandon. Don't forget about the shows with Jeff on Tuesday. Jeff is on Tuesday. Tony on Thursday. We'll do our, our game previews. So those are coming. Also, don't forget about Lions Nation Unite. Uh, LionsNationUnite.com. Great fan app. Great content. Great interactivity. A lot of fun going on there. You want to show off your fan cave. You want to show off your your seats. You want to have fun about talking about Lions. LionsNationUnite.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com. <laughs> Twitter.com. What am I doing? At Det Lions Podcast. <laughs> at Det Lions Podcast and at Sandman seven 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 three. Sandman seven 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 three. Give us a follow. You just missed out on Soul Lights today, but I will tell you, if you want to see the nuances of the game, and I, this is, Sam, and I say this every time I talk about your Soul Lights. They're so fun to watch because it's a win. It's great stuff. But you want to see, if you ever want to scout defensive or offensive linemen, watch Sam and Slow Lights. You see the nuances, the little moves, the little things that make the difference. You see so much more in this whatever percentage of speed it is that Sam and does these things. Absolutely Proprietary fabulous. speed. Yeah. Sandman speed, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, don't miss it. Check out Sandman's uh, channel. It's Sandman7773 also, right? On uh, YouTube? I think it's Sandman Lions. Sandman Lions. There you go. Yep. Sorry. Sandman Lions. Check out his channel. Check out his slow lights. They are absolutely fantastic. And we're going to see a lot more of those coming in the coming year, I, I believe. Of course. Uh, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, or on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667, and go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and click on the subscribe button. So you can subscribe to the podcast, and we will pop up in your ears automatically. Thank you for tuning in. 
We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.